Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Well, Heidi, we have got a great guest today. He has quite a story, an incredible story, and he is doing something that I love, which is coaching people who've had a loss, a loss of a spouse about dating, which is really unique. So Heidi, you want to introduce our guest? I do. Um, his name is Abel Keogh, and, and Abel does, he does all sorts of coaching, and he does relationship coaching, and mom, he does have an amazing story, and the thing about Abel that I love is, despite the adversity he's been through, he's he's positive right now so he can talk to us about how you get to that place when he was only 26 years old um his wife who was pregnant at the time took her life and she died and so did their unborn baby uh so he lost two family members at the same time his child and his wife and so he found himself mom a young widower and a bereaved parent all at the same time yeah. Incredible story. Well, let's fast forward because it's an incredible story. Hey, Abel. Hi, hey, Abel. hey, Heidi. Thanks oh, for having God. me on your show. I've got to okay. say, Abel, you since have gone on, gotten remarried, and had seven children. Yeah. I love <laughs> it's incredible in and of itself. <laughs> life is constantly evolving and changing, and our grief is constantly transforming. Yeah. I think it's so important for those out there that are like in the throes of the loss that think, okay, my life is forever destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, life is hard when you experience loss, and it can, it can be uh, difficult, but it's not forever destroyed. It's just you just got to readapt and change and uh, adjust to a new reality, and it's not always easy, but, you know, if you go ahead and do your best and do it, you can, you know, have a new kind of life, and it can be just as happy as your old one. Everybody's going to be a little bit uh, uh, different, but yeah, I think actually uh, uh, committing to date and going out there and dating again is is really kind of that acknowledgement that you're kind of taking a step forward, you know, and 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 in some ways that you are kind of leaving the past behind and you're starting a new chapter. And yeah, that could be hard for some people. I've even heard people say on our shows in the past, Mom, and you've heard this: um, we feel like we're cheating on our spouse even though they're they're dead we feel like we're cheating by dating yeah and yeah well i mean i mean i felt the same way i I think i think if you feel i think if you feel like you're cheating on your dead spouse i think that's a normal feeling at first and if you feel like that um i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it um i would suggest that you give it a try and maybe date a bunch of different people and then see if you still have that feeling um in my case and in a lot of cases with uh, widows and widowers who have gotten remarried uh, that feeling eventually goes away um, you know, for me, it was maybe three or, or four dates and it was just kind of, it was, it was, it was still strange, but I didn't have that uh, cheating feeling anymore. Like that I was cheating on someone, um, you know, it's going to be a slightly different for everybody, but I think, uh, once people go out there and just kind of do it and, and try it, they can, they can kind of see for themselves. It, it's kind of a good litmus test, whether or not you're ready to a uh, date again, I'd say, you know, if you have three or four dates with different people and you still feel like you're cheating, maybe you want to back off for a while, you know, take a few months or something and just kind of, you know, do something else for a while before trying it again. Uh, but I think with a lot of people that I've talked to, it's, you know, it's a natural feeling, but it's one that kind of fades away after, 
after they kind of get used to uh, dating again. So, so Abel, how, lo how long after your wife died did you start dating? Uh, it was about three or four months. And was there, were, were there people that criticized that? Because I've heard people say that people either say it's too soon or it's, or it's why aren't you doing it? You know? Yeah, I don't. I mean, there wasn't criticism to my face, but I know there was a lot of raised eyebrows, and especially like you know, I mean, I hid the fact that I was dating again from people, uh, mostly, mostly because um, I, I mean, I I knew that they wouldn't understand it, and you know, and when I first started, I didn't understand why I was quite doing it either. I just felt like it was something I had to do, <clears throat> and so and so and so yeah, you know, you're going to face a lot of uh, criticism out there, but. I mean, but you know, as you know, as you said, Heidi, it's kind of a catch 22, you know, if you're not doing it, people are going to say, well, what's wrong with you? And if you're doing it, people are going to say, what's wrong with you? So, you know, I think you just got to kind of trust your gut and do it when you feel it's right for you. What are the major things that people come to you about? Um, it's really, um, I think the major issues I discuss, it's issues with their children. Um, it doesn't matter if they're adult children or minor children, um, but usually it's um, most, of, at least when it comes to uh, widowers, uh, most of them are dating within a year of their spouse's death and their kids, whether they're grown up or teenagers or whatever, are just having a hard time with it. And so uh, that's, that's probably the top issue I deal with. Uh, probably the uh, next issue I deal with is like, you know, we were talking about is them feeling judged and them feeling like, you know, friends, family or whatever aren't supportive of their decision to go out there and date or even have a relationship again. You know, what's interesting about this is that after my father-in-law died, my mother-in-law went to a bereavement group and met this man that she liked and they started dating and my mother-in-law was 78 at the time so she wasn't a young a young widow and uh her kids had a really my, my husband included had a really hard time with it and they they actually didn't understand why at 78 she needed to start dating again believe it or not um i was fine with it i was glad to see she was so happy they got very serious and they got engaged and um she got really sick after that. They didn't end up together, but it was going in that direction. But I was surprised that her kids like weren't positive about it. I don't know. Yeah, well, I I think the issue with the kids that I see, um, especially maybe adult children, is that they um, is that they're just having a hard time seeing mom or dad with somebody else. Yeah. You know, you know, in their mind, you know, there's mom and dad, and you know, maybe they're sad that mom or dad died, but you know, they probably haven't maybe reach the point in grieving where they should, or they're just having a hard time seeing, you know, dad with somebody else. And it's, it, and I think it's just an adjustment. And, um, and, and honestly, it seems like, you know, the teenagers have an easier time with it than the adult children. It seems like, you know, what, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to these people, it's, it's people with, you know, adult children who, you know, are on their own, have families of their own. They're the ones having the harder time with it. Um, it seems like the teenagers can somewhat adjust to it a little bit better, but it's really, you know, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, these, these adult children, they won't invite, you know, their dad over to the house if he's going to bring his girlfriend or something like that. And it's just, you know, it's just, I mean, and I mean, to an extent, I kind of understand the, you know, the difficulty of maybe, you know, dad's moving on and you're not, but I, at the same time, it's like, you know, can we kind of grow up here and, you know, at least give them a chance, you know? Yeah. How much do you think money is connected with? Um, the wills, the estates, all that kind of stuff. I'd say maybe in about a quarter of the cases it is. Um, um, it, I mean, um, and yeah, it, it's probably in about a quarter of their cases. They think the dad's going to leave money to, you know, to the new woman or something like that, even if dad says he's not. And, 
I don't know. I, I mean, my thought process is as well, it's not your money. It's, you know, dad's money. It's his money. He can do what he wants with it. I, every widower I've talked to has started dating at least within the uh, first year. Um, and then widows that I talk to, yeah, they tend to take a break, you know, it could be, I don't know, six months, a year, two years, several years. Uh, but, but yeah, and I, and I think, and I, I think that's why I, there's usually more issues with uh, widowers, at least with their children and family and friends, is just because they're doing it so fast. And you know, and, and and I mean, I'll be honest. If I hadn't been widowed, I'd be having, you know, if you know, if my mom was to die and my dad was to, you know, start dating somebody a, a few months later, if I hadn't gone through my own experience, I'd have a hard time with that. I'd be like, Dad, what are you doing? You know, you know, didn't you love mom? And 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 you know, the reality is, is you know, I think men have this internal need for relationships and and it's just kind of this i don't know i don't know if it's a genetic thing or whatever but they just have this need for relationships and and so that usually they go out there and start dating again just to kind of you know fulfill this i don't know this primal need i guess to be with someone and um and i mean usually they're they're doing it before they're emotionally ready to do it but i you know, at the, at the same time, it's just some, it's just this weird feeling. I mean, you feel like, you know, I mean, I always felt like there was something wrong with me. I mean, you know, it was two months after my wife died and I started having thoughts about dating again. And I thought, well, what's wrong with me? You know, it's like, well, am I mad at my wife because she killed herself? I was kind of rationalizing it. I didn't think it was a natural feeling. Uh, but after talking to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of widowers over the years, it's a natural feeling. And guys just have this thing where they just need to go out and date again. So, you know, my advice to them, like when, when I coach them and stuff is usually to, you know, there's nothing wrong with the way that you're feeling. Um, just go out and date, you know, three or four d different people over the, you know, over the next month or two and just kind of see how you feel after that. I, I, I discourage them from getting in a serious relationship very quickly, but I do encourage them to go out there and date a little bit and see how they feel you know, in a, a couple months, if it's still, you know, if it's still something they feel like they need to do, or if it's something that, uh, um, you know, that maybe it's not, it's, it's not right for them right then. When it comes to uh, widowers, uh, the big thing you want to watch for is their actions. Um, you know, men will say, and, you know, men, men will say what a, whatever they want, especially if they're uh, lonely and widowed. And I mean, I did this too. Uh, you know, if you've read Room for Two, which I know, I know you guys have, um, yeah, you know, I, I have I had a relationship, a pretty serious relationship before I met Julie, where, you know, I kind of felt the relationship wasn't right, but, you know, at the same time, I really didn't want to be alone, you know what I meant? So, so I was just so, you know, so I would just kind of tell this, you know, this woman, well, whatever she wanted to hear, you know, I kind of knew what, knew what she wanted to hear. And so, um, you know, I kind of say whatever I, you know, I thought she wanted to hear, even though my actions weren't backing up the fact that I, you know, I'd say I love her, but my actions weren't necessarily sh saying that I loved her. So, you know, when I, so when, you know, if you're dating a widower, um, or even a widow for that matter, I, I really say it, it doesn't matter what they say, because they'll say, you know, pe people can say anything. Uh, it really matters what they, what they do and how they treat you. And so, you know, if he says he's ready to move on and, you know, you go home and there's a giant shrine to his wife that's been up for a year and her clothes are in the closet, it's probably, you know, I'm not saying to run away, but it's like, you, got, you know, at some point you've got to figure out what, what your boundaries are, what you're willing to accept in a, a, a relationship. And if, if the widower is ready to move on, he'll respect those boundaries. And, you know, like the pictures will go down and, you know, you'll feel like you, you can feel comfortable in his house and not that you're living in a shrine to a dead person, for example. Mm -hmm. um, now, so, how do, you, do you feel, though, that, that it, it's a fine line, right? Because you want to you date someone and choose someone in your life where you can still 
pay honor and tribute to the person that to your spouse that died, right? And have like maybe one or two pictures, I imagine. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, it just comes back to uh, setting boundaries because, you know, everybody's comfortable with uh, different things, right? Um, some, some people are very comfortable with uh, one or two pictures or several pictures. Some people don't want any pictures. And so, you know, my advice is to be honest with yourself about what you can live with. And, you know, and, and if, if, you, if, if you don't want any pictures up, that's fine. You know, that's your boundary, but you've got to draw that and be honest with, with yourself and honest with the person that you're uh, dating that, hey, you know, these pictures make me uncomfortable. Uh, right. Most people, you know, are probably fine with one or two pictures somewhere. You know, that's probably not a big deal. But at the same time, you know, I got, you know, it's like you, you have to really think about it and be honest with yourself. Are you really fine with one or two pictures? And if so, where are those pictures? Are they big pictures in the living area or are they, you know, smaller pictures maybe in an office somewhere you know um it's just it's just about uh, un, it's, it's about knowing yourself knowing what you can really tolerate books are can, they can be found on you know amazon and anywhere else that sells books pretty much um, they can be found in paperback or they can be found in you know ebooks whatever you prefer to uh, consume it as um, if you want to read some uh, free chapters you can just go to ablekeo.com that's a-b-e-l-k-e-o-g-h.com um, there's information there about the books. You can read a, a, a couple chapters out of the books. Um, you can also find information on the coaching services and other things there as well. Fabulous. Give us your last piece of advice if I've lost a spouse and I'm thinking about dating. Uh, there's nothing wrong with moving on and being happy. And um, I, I think it's something that everybody, sh I think that if, if you've lost a spouse, dating is something you should de definitely try because life is just as sweet and wonderful uh, the, when you get a second chance, so to speak. And I would highly recommend going out there and finding love again, because it's just as sweet the second time as it is the first. Um, thank you, Abel. That's great. And I want to thank everybody for watching this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.